Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have, almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this show for selfish reasons, because we will be retiring in the next few years, but we're not sure where. Then a light bulb went off in Jean's head. What are others doing? With so many baby boomers retiring, there must be many relocating. So we decided, let's connect with them and pick their brains. But first, a little background. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college who loves working with students, faculty, and staff. I am not Asian. (laughs) Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I am a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York for many years and have been thinking about our future home. So we'll be speaking to folks from around the country and now around the world who have moved to venues of their dreams and more. And we will share their stories and we will share their intimate secrets. No. I'm just kidding, Jean. But we will provide information that you may not find anywhere else. So stay tuned. Hola. Hoy visitamos Manta, Ecuador. We have a special episode today because we will be chatting with a couple who retired early. Tracy Stinson Smiley is 48 and Rolanda Stinson Smiley is 38. Babies, Jean. We've never had babies yet on the show. Okay. According to the couple, well, babies to you and I, because now I'm feeling really old. (laughs) According to the couple, because of where they chose to move, they were able to retire younger and live a more tranquil life. Nice. Manta, Ecuador is located on the Pacific coast. It has the largest seaport in Ecuador. With a population of around 220,000, Manta is a medium-sized city, about the same number of people as in Scottsdale, Arizona, according to vivatropical.com. Manta has one of the larger economies in Ecuador. The main industries are fishing and tuna canning and processing. Processed tuna is exported to Europe and the U.S. international tuna corporations, including Bumblebee, Van Camps, British Columbia Packers, and Conservas Isabel. So the next time you have tuna, check the source. It could be from Manta. Mm. (laughs) Tracy was born in Orangeburg, South Carolina but grew up in the military. So she was kind of raised everywhere. She attended school in a small town called Copperas Cove, Texas, and later attended executive secretarial school. Most of her career was spent as a product distribution specialist. And then in her later years, she worked as a legal assistant. She retired from being a paralegal, decided to enroll in a course to get a certificate in teaching English as a foreign language to teach English online. Tracy loves gardening and landscaping. Tracy's wife, Rolanda, was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. She attended Columbia College in Chicago and was a technology product manager for the majority of her career. It's funny, Columbia College, I always think of it as an art school, but we'll talk about that later. She still works, 
but just part-time, about less than 20 hours per week. Rolanda enjoys crafts and is interested in interior design. Together, they love traveling. So guys, how did you arrive at this decision to retire early? I think COVID. I mean, we were sitting at home for a year and I, my work hours had started to exceed over 80 hours and I was, I, I literally woke up at 4.30 in the morning. My company was on the East Coast. My client was on the East Coast. I woke up at 4.30. I was at my computer before 5 a.m. I didn't end my day till about 7 p.m. every night. Just, I mean, computer all day, every day. And Trey and I, when we met, we both were interested in living abroad. And the whole retirement piece just didn't come until... COVID happened and I was just burnt out. I think we both were burnt out. Yeah, exactly. Um, I work for a company called SEIU, which is a union. It's the Service uh, Employees International Union. And um, we we did labor law there. And so during COVID, our primary people that we represented it were nurses and techs and all of that in the hospitals. So my job went from normal to crazy. <laughs> when oh, it happened Lord. and already at normal, we were talking about, oh, in 2025 or so, we're thinking about, you know, we want to move abroad. We want to do other things. Well, that exasperated the way I was feeling through that whole thing. And I was just like, you know, I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I'm 48 years old. And I was like, 65. I don't want to I don't want to go that long <laughs> before I get an opportunity to really enjoy my life. So we really started exploring the idea of if we're both working remotely, why do we have to sit here and do this? And yeah. if we can find somewhere that's reasonable, Trey can retire <laughs> and not do any of this yeah. at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, I forgot to mention, where were you? Where did you move from? Yeah, we were in Seattle, Washington. So we lived in a suburb called wow. Federal Way of Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Okay. Wow, it's such a nice place, yeah, but expensive. Yeah, it is it's beautiful, but it is, yeah, it is extremely expensive. So basically, no matter what, how much you made, you live, you work to live, basically, yeah, yeah. in Seattle. So you said the two of you met years ago, right? We actually have only been together for three years. We've only oh. been together for three years, yeah. Yeah, the and crazy part is we, we married in... <laughs> July 1st of 2019. But the crazy oh. part is, is we both lived in, we both came to Seattle from Dallas, Texas. We lived there at the exact same time. The whole scenario was that everything we did was exactly the same, but it took us both moving to Seattle to meet each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Now, how old are your children now? So my son is 19. Uh, Trey's son is 27, 27 and I have two grandkids. Oh, you're wow, a grandmother, grandmother at 48? Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I, I'm more grown up than y'all gave me credit for. <laughs> all right. All right. First of all, you first of all, so both young. of you look a lot younger. So <laughs> I give I give you that. And I assume your children are not in Ecuador or are they? No. OK. Um, okay. Her son, Caleb, just uh, went to call off to college. So he's in um, University of Illinois. And my son lives, him, his wife, and his kids live in Dallas, Texas still. Oh, okay. Okay. How did you come to choose Manta? 
So I think that's an interesting story for us because we, when Trey and I met, we had talked about living abroad. Like that's always been a dream of mine. Like I had, I used to have a travel job and I traveled throughout the entire U.S. So I've seen most of the U.S. And so my next point of interest, like the thing I wanted to do was like move abroad. And so before I met Trey, I was kind of planning on doing that. I was looking into Italy. I was looking into Costa Rica, those places. Um, But then Trey came along and like one of our first conversations, we started talking about living abroad and we both were interested in Costa Rica. So that was our first place that we were going to go was Costa Rica. Yeah, because I had visited there and fell in love immediately Mm -hmm. and was just like, I am moving to Costa Rica. But I am not a planner uh, like Rilla is. I kind of do things as they come. And Rilla is more of a researcher. So as much as Trey says that Trey would have moved to Costa Rica, if I hadn't came along, Trey was not going anywhere. Or Trey would have got to Costa Rica and been deported. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. We had two guests from Costa Rica and we we've heard amazing things. So what 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 happened to Costa Rica? So COVID, COVID okay. is the answer to everything. No. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> hey, listen, I retired um, a few days ago and COVID was the accelerator. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, but you're going to retire you. anyway. Thank you. What's that? You're going to retire anyway. Well, I, I don't know that it really. Ah. Um, yeah, I was going to eventually, but it just sealed the deal, you know? Yeah. It yeah. Yeah. I, I Was it like us where you felt like since we were in the middle of the pandemic, I felt like we were working more. I was working more than I ever had before. Trey, too. And that was just I, I know a lot of people that kind of quit and just was like, I'm done or took a year off or retired. I mean, I felt like at my company, we were losing people like every week. It, it was insane. Yeah. By the really? time I yeah, by the time I actually put in my notice um, in April, we were lo- we were having those like goodbye zoom happy hours once a week <laughs> it was yeah it, wow it yeah i think yeah, burnout I, yeah. I know exactly how you feel i'm still working and i feel i don't know if i'm in fact working more but i feel like i'm working more yeah and, yeah because you're it's, you're it's you're just so tired grueling. it's it's I think it's mentally grueling. Yeah, it's mentally. A lot of people have um, become like really depressed, you know, clinically. And it's it's something that we will never forget. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I mean, it used to be where you would work and then you would go home to get away from that. And now you've invited all of that into your home. Yeah, Right. And so there is no escape. (laughs) There is no escape. Right. But on the other hand, I mean, I know the show is not about COVID, but this is such a big topic. Um, you know, the, the commuting, the commuting yeah. takes the wind out of you, right, Gina? Yes, it does. to work today. And, and yeah, I mean, I picked him up at the bus stop. He takes an express bus, but the minute he gets off the bus, I can sense the release, you know, I'm sorry, cut you off That's about okay. Costa Rica. But anyway, yeah, back to Costa Rica, I think what changed it for us was that, uh, when we say COVID is because we had. We had booked flights to do an exploratory kind of deal two times. Two times. Hmm. Both flights had been canceled because of COVID. Um, because of COVID. Oh. As we were doing research, we, or when I say we, I mean Rolanda, we're doing research. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I love it. Um, we joined different Facebook groups and, you know, Costa Rica had one. And the thing that really was disconcerting was that... It, the feel. The feel of it. 
wasn't great. Like the expats there, it was more of a a hostile type yeah. environment. I mean, and I don't want to make this yeah. political, but I know during COVID and during you know, the political things that were happening in the U.S. at that time, mm-hmm. there were a lot of Americans that were, you know, on one side or the other that were like, I'm moving to Costa Rica. So that hostility and those things that they were bringing with mm-hmm. them, ah. we were finding in the Facebook groups. So wow. it was just a lot of like people just being mean to each other and not really wanting to help when you ask questions. So it Costa Rica was kind of turning into mini America and yeah. it kind of turned us off. And so we were like, okay, let's do a little bit more research. And as I was, you know, in my Facebook, I was a part of so many Facebook expat groups and I somehow stumbled upon Ecuador. And from there, I stumbled upon a group called African-Americans in Ecuador. And the woman that runs that group, Jewel, she I mean, if you look on anything, any of her pages, she's boasting about Manta because that's where she lives. And we looked at Monta, we looked at her pictures, we even reached out to her and talked to her individually, and we fell in love. She told us about how the weather was perfect, the cost of living, the modern amenities. And so, yeah, we fell in love. We loved Jewel immediately from talking to her. We're actually friends now. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. And that and, group and helped us a lot. They helped us a lot because oh, so when we made the switch, we didn't do an exploratory. Like we just came in blind. No, yeah. you didn't even yes. visit. You just moved it. No, we oh. just came in blind. And the reason we did that was because I felt so comfortable with Jewel and talking to her and listening to her experience. I felt like she was a black woman that knew what the United States was like for black people. She was trying to build a community of other African-Americans in this city. And she retired here as well. She retired here four years ago. Her son retired, came and moved here 10 years ago. Oh, before her. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and so is she in Monta? I mean, she's in Monta, like you said, right? Yes. And where was she from the States? In Mississippi. Oh, Ah. wow. And and so when you got there, did you find that was that that it was diverse? It, it, it was. I The funny thing is, I want to say maybe three weeks ago, um, a bunch of us from the African-Americans in Ecuador group got together. And I think there were 16 of us at this restaurant that were all from the United States, had all moved here for different times. And Love it was this. just it feels like a community. And since wow. then, Trey and I, I think we meet with people that are from the U.S. that are in that group maybe once a week now. We just had lunch with a couple from Florida uh, this week yeah. on Tuesday. So, yeah, that group is really Jules trying to make a community here. And she's really the reason that we picked Monta and the reason why we did it blind, because I trusted her she, and she was our realtor. She found our place for us. Talking about finding places to live. She knew she knows so many people here that she guided us through the process, sent us pictures back and forth, negotiated things, translated our, our lease agreement. I mean, she did everything for it, uh, gave us ideas on who to go through for our visa process. I mean, she helped us and guide us. And she does that with all African-American people who are serious about moving. Yeah. Oh, wow. That yeah. is such a resource. Yeah. Yes. So lucky. You know, that's good but for it's, people it's to know. It's not so much luck because you did research. Yeah. Well, right, right, right. It's because it, we always find, <laughs> we know we've heard well, one I'm, story. I'm a librarian. So that's why I say research. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, no, yeah. He's, a, he's a librarian, but we also, 
And I mean, we 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 met in law school, and we met in the library, and uh, <laughs> and we both did. We've always done a lot of research, you know. And my job is I do investigation, so I do more research. And so when we find couples or people who kind of just rely on a couple of um, you know recommendations, we're shocked. I mean, it's one thing to move to another <laughs> city, right, or or even another borough in in New York, but but to move out of your country that takes a lot, you know. It takes a lot yeah. of information and people you trust. I mean, it's a good thing that you and Jewel bonded, because what if she had turned out to be someone, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yes, you okay. you, you sound like me because that's me. Yeah, because I, I, I don't trust people of everything and everyone. And I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, and Rose, like, I'm going to need you to calm down. And I'm like, yeah, but she could be. But we also were in a different group, expats um, in Monta, Ecuador as well, which were a different group of individuals that we spoke with that weren't African-American. They were just a mixture of everyone from different uh, continents. So you got okay. people who are from who are Canadian, people so who are Russian, all of those people who moved here. And they are so unlike the way we felt in Costa Rica, it was totally opposite. Um, everyone in here is so welcoming and they answer every question as though it was the first time it was asked. That's great. That's so nice. Yeah. I mean, I have to tell you, it's funny because Facebook had been known to be a big source for baby boomers, which both yeah. of you are not. All right. Because no. I, mean, I know I'm on the tail end and I actually got off of Facebook a bunch of years ago and I stayed off for a good, I want to say five years because it just got to be too much. Right. Yeah. Everyone was on. I come from a family of seven. Everybody's on. And then you feel this for me, it was stressful to get on and, and like try to keep up with everyone. And then all of a sudden, if you don't say something, it's like, oh, well, this one's gone mm -hmm. to Hawaii for vacation. What have I done? Nothing. Cause I didn't say anything, you know? So I, <laughs> I, I, I just got to the point where it, Social media got to me and I got off. And then when we started um, this podcast, we were like, you know, looking for guests. And then I said, you know, I'm going to check out Facebook. And lo and behold, there's like a million specialized groups, you know, yes. subjects. Yeah. Yeah. And and I got lured back in. And it's been wonderful because through it, I, I joined a whole bunch of groups. And I've actually made friends with a whole bunch of people, not even for the podcast, you know, yeah. but, but through that, I mean, that's how we met. Um, yes. So it's, it's for the, for the listeners out there. Uh, it is a rich resource of information. You just have to know certain things to take with a grain of salt. Um, like you guys said, there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of negative, nasty people too. Yes. And, and the groups actually will protect the person asking the questions at time, they'll just go yes. nuts on the negative person. Yes. Um, so in that sense, it's, it's super useful. Very good. Very good. All right. Okay. You talked about obtaining visas. Are you trying to obtain a permanent residency? No, we decided not to do permanent residency because Ecuador's temporary residency visa is so attractive. Um, it lasts for two years and you can renew it as many times as you want. And it's just as good as a permanent residency visa. Yeah. So the only difference is if we had gotten a permanent residency, we would be eligible at 65 for a lot of the elder discounts that they do here right. for um, older people. So, I mean, in grocery stores, you have a specialized line. You get 60 percent off your utility bill. 60? 
60 percent off wow. yes oh my they are very elder friendly here yeah you oh get um, so yeah all you get discounts on utility bills uh wi-fi and cell phone bills and there's a and public transportation public transportation which is public transportation is already pretty cheap i mean a cab is a dollar fifty to ride around town i think the bus is 35 cents yeah yeah, yeah. to ride it and you get a discount from all of that as well yeah Oh, yeah. wow. So, wow. Yeah. So, so you know, when mean, you hear discounts, you think of like, you know, um, I don't know, Macy's, you know, 25%. So it's really not. <laughs> discounts. But these are official real discounts yes. Yes. for the entire country for anyone 65 and older, which is really nice. And that's attractive if we were, you know, retirement age. But since we're much younger, the temporary residency visa also gives us a little more leeway to travel. I believe with the temporary residency, you can stay out of the country for up to 180 days per year. Per year. As a permanent resident, I don't think you have that I think much. I think half of that. I think half it's 90. 90 days. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. 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 If you're a foreigner, because I, I believe that after so many years that goes away, but at the beginning, you can only stay out of the country for a short amount. Yeah. And they just recently changed this. Yeah. The laws here change pretty frequently. Every six months, something else changes. <laughs> yeah. This was one of the major ones that we were like, oh, OK, so we can just renew every two years and keep doing that until we get ready official retirement age per se. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, a lot of the retirees here love that. Um, they're, they're treated very, very well here, even in lines. If the lines are backed up, say at the grocery store, they have a specific lines that are just for people who are elderly. So they do not have to wait. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what when you say the laws change every six months, any other uh, one that comes to mind? We first started looking into the temporary residency. There was some restrictions um, on how long you could stay out of the country. When you were in the process of applying, you couldn't leave the country. That has since changed, hence why we're going back to the USA in, in next oh, month. Yes. The other thing that's changed two-year where you can renew it, I believe the temporary residency was you can only renew once and then you had to apply for a permanent residency. Now you can continue to renew and renew and renew. So yeah, they their visa laws change pretty frequently, but they're also very favorable for people that want to immigrate to Ecuador. Like they are, they very much want foreigners here. It's good for their economy. They have very little restrictions on foreigners um, doing business here and uh, starting businesses here and buying land and property. Um, so yeah, they definitely want more foreigners here in Ecuador. Okay. So did you guys buy or are you renting? Um, we decided to rent first. Um, most people who come here, they will they will tell you to rent before you purchase anything. Mm -hmm. Here in Ecuador, it's easier, it's easier to buy than to sell. So if you buy property here, which most people are so excited to do because it's really, really cheap. <laughs> but if you decide you want to live somewhere else, it is Dang, I'm going to keep it clean. Dang near impossible <laughs> to sell the property. Clean. Okay. That like was my lecture here. before we got on here. Yes. <laughs> Look, you know what? If it was up to me and it didn't turn anyone off, it's not really like potty mouth, but you know, it's the right, when it's the right word, it's not. Right. Except we don't. I agree. Jim. The, the only problem is we. For for a podcast, we have we'd have to check the box for adults, and we don't want to do. Oh, that. we did that. 
No, we don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, 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 no, I didn't. I mean, that's I didn't. why we don't want to curse. Okay, okay, all right. No, that's fine. No, I respect. I respect. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and it's super cheap to rent here. It's okay. less than you would pay. I mean, it's less than my mortgage is at home. And the amount of space that you get here for the price that you pay is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just honestly speaking, it it's crazy. I so, say, so, so, oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead, no, go I was go just going to ask, like, can you uh, give us some averages, you know, for oh, two yeah, bedrooms? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So one thing I will say is that where we're at in Monta, one thing that it is hard to find is more of a house for rent rather than apartments. So Monta is a city that is building and rebuilding. Um, so in 2016, uh, an earthquake came and almost de- and completely devastated yes, yes, Monta. Yes, I remember. Yeah completely devastated Monta. They have had to rebuild. If you look at the city now, there's a lot of high-rise, beautiful condos, condos, very uh, reinforced for earthquake because of that, because a lot of the buildings crumbled because of the earthquake. So it's very beautiful. So you're going to find a condo on every corner. It's more adult friendly, I would say, than family friendly as far as housing, because most of the places here, you're not going to find anything above a two or three bedroom. Three bedroom is hard to find yep. in Monta. Okay. Two bedroom is majority of what you will find yep. here. Okay. So two bedroom condos can range anywhere. And it, it really depends on the, on, beach, on the beach. beachfront property. It depends on a couple of things, but I would say the low end is more like seven fifty, eight hundred and fifty dollars nice. a month, and the nice. highest is about fifteen hundred dollars a month. Oh, even uh, that's really that, reasonable. That's on the exactly. beach. Yeah, yes. that's on, on the, the beach. beach. Access, wow. walk out, you're on the beach. Yeah. Wow. So the reason why what would differ a fifteen hundred dollar apartment than an eight hundred and fifty dollar apartment is decor and furniture. Oh, okay. <laughs> so unfurnished here in Ecuador means that there's yes. no appliances, the states. nothing in the apartment. You so get you, four walls and a floor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a shower. No. Yes. yes. Yeah. What do you yes. mean? Just a bathtub or no? No, no bathtub. No bathtub. No bathtub. That, that's uncommon. Uh, you have to um, install the shower? Yeah. So what they have here is they have versions of showers here. You have to understand coming from the States, there are a lot of things. There's a kind of a culture shock thing you go through, right? Right. Because you assume things. And here is not the place to assume things. You can walk in and you say you want an unfurnished apartment. So that means it's just bare floor, ceilings, walls. That's it. You may or may not have a shower and they have what they call a suicide shower and they have what they call a modern shower. You've heard of the suicide. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. But tell our listeners again. What is that? So literally the suicide shower is an electrical piece that comes down. That's connected to it with water on the side of it. Electricity and water in my book don't they don't match. It's literally a shower plugged into an outlet with the wires going to the top of the shower and then coming out over the shower head and connecting to the shower head to allow the water to rain down. It's very common in older cities here in Ecuador, Mm -hmm. like Cuenca and Quito. Mm -hmm. Um, Here in Monta, because of the earthquake and them rebuilding, they've modernized a lot. So you will find the amenities that you find back in the United States. It's very, very modern in most places, unless you go into the older homes that you can find back up in other areas that haven't been built up yet. But for your but for the apartments that are two bedroom on the seven fifty to eight fifty, you don't have to. You're not going to get a suicide shower. 
not it depends, on, it the depends on the building and who because a lot of the buildings you can have modern buildings but they've been remodeled mm-hmm. and okay. so okay. people can own them individually just like in the state oh. so they may have upgraded and they may not have so oh. so for example our building is much older but our realtor had this apartment completely remodeled so we it's complete it's very modern it looks just like it would in the states we don't have any problems with anything but, but then you go up a floor, up a floor, <laughs> down a floor. You walk out the elevator and you're like back in time. Yeah, it's all like this... the base motel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> but that's scary, right? I mean, it, it is. It, it it's very different because those owners haven't you know, upgraded the apartment because or the they don't floor. have the money to do yeah. that. Right, right, right. And it's up to the, it's up to the owners. You're right. Cause yes, I thought, exactly. I thought it would be like up to the owners of the building. No, okay. no. Okay. It's, it's your- individual owners. And then here, majority of the places that you find are completely furnished. Okay. Um, and when we say completely furnished, that's all the way down to the silverware. So wow. yes, yeah. everything. Wow. So your cups, your plates, your silverware, your appliances, when they say it's furnished, that's exactly what that means. Oh, that's move good to ready, know. Yo. We haven't, <laughs> yeah, it's literally moving ready. Yeah, yes. So that would be like your, you know, 1100 to $1,500 price range okay. for an apartment. Okay. Is that you would have all the furnishings you need. It's move-in ready. $1,500 means that you're going to get a view of the ocean, walk out to the ocean, and you're going to have like the nicest of the nicest furniture. Everything is top of the line, high end. Um, Yeah. And and the crazy part is like, like how you do in the States where you're moving in and you do this checklist of everything that's good in the apartment. Well, here it's interesting because Ecuador floats into modern and then it goes back in time all in the same moment. They literally come in with you and they check off everything they have placed in the apartment for you. So they have a checklist and they're like, I gave you four forks. I gave you three spoons. And so your whole check-in process lasts for quite some time. They're like, I gave you one lamp. And yes. it's all in Spanish. Which yes. That was a, that was a culture shock. Oh. We moved in and the so our apartment is moving ready. We pay it was it's a two bedroom, two and a half bath. It's very modern. It's been remodeled. All of the furniture was brand new. Everything was brand new. We pay twelve hundred a month, and we only pay twelve hundred a month because we have dogs. So we brought our dogs with us. They charge us a little bit extra because we have dogs. And, okay. and the community is gated. And we are in a community. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. yeah. okay. oh, and we have a pool in our in our building. We have a pool on the first floor with a hot tub. On the rooftop, we have a gym, a community barbecue area, and oh, two wow. additional, additional hot tubs and a 360 view of the ocean. Oh, man. And then we have a gentleman that works downstairs. And, yeah, they handle man. everything for you, the doorman, because you can't drink the water here. Mm. They order all your water. They bring it to your door. Ah. If you have extra groceries, they load everything up. They bring it to your door. And in Ecuador, Ameri- U.S. and Canadian people are bringing in the idea of tipping, mm. but they don't do tipping here. <laughs> right, right, so, right. Yeah. So if you do that first day, they're like, no, no. And it's like, no, <laughs> take it. Yeah. Oh. And, and you know, here a for them, a dollar is a lot. Yeah. So yeah. if you're tipping a dollar, you're their new best friend. Yeah. So that, and that, all that, that delivery stuff comes with the rent. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Huh. Yes. So, oh, and uh, and Wi-Fi. we have security at the front and Wi-Fi and everything comes with the room. <gasps> fiber wow. optic Wi-Fi. Oh. The entire city is decked out with fiber optic Wi-Fi faster than anything we have in the States. Including on the beaches. Yeah. Oh, and they just wow. put in. Yeah, they put in Wi-Fi on the beaches recently. Oh, how yeah. cool is that? And it's, I yeah. know. Oh man, it's uh, like a is gym. cell phone less expensive? Also, yes. Um, we actually just bought a cell phone because we needed an Ecuadorian number for our uh, in order to get health insurance here. Yeah. And so I I pay I paid for a Samsung Galaxy. I paid one hundred sixty eight dollars for it. Whoa! And for my monthly bill, it's, it's only twelve dollars. What? And, oh my yeah, twelve dollars a month, <laughs> and I think I get uh, what is it, thirty gigs of data? I yeah. think thirty gigs of wow. data. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. You know, and that's um, a good segue. Oh no, I was just saying it's just insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so healthcare, you brought it up, bro. What? Yes. What's that like? Because I know that that's the big. Big issue. Yes. It's a big draw for us because I've always been a consultant in my career. So I never really had healthcare mm. unless I, when Trey and I met, I kind of jumped onto her health. Oh yeah. Career. Trey's got all the healthcare she will ever, well, she <laughs> yeah. ever needed with in SEI. States, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Okay. For me, I've always, I'm used to like paying out of pocket for things. So when we started talking to Jewel, my question to her was, what's the healthcare like? What, what do you guys do? She's like, here, I'm going to give you a list of all the English speaking doctors. Let me give you an idea. Going to the dentist, a checkup and cleaning, $50. To have a doctor come to your house to check on anything, $70. And they do house calls. Wow. You yeah. what's so basically give you their direct line and you WhatsApp them. Wow. So what's, wow. Yeah, you WhatsApp the doctor. You say, hey, I'm having a problem with this. The doctor says, okay, I can be there tomorrow or I'll be there tonight. And it's $70. And wow. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> And, and and that's then, common, right? That they come yes, to the house. That's normal. Okay. Yes. And pharmacies here are totally different. So you can walk into the pharmacy here and things that you need a prescription for in the United States, mm-hmm. you don't need prescriptions for here. Right. <laughs> right. We and yes. For like, and, for like major, major meds, right? Yes. Major medications. Thing is, is that they're so trusting here in that we just had to get medication for Rolanda. Yeah. She had a root canal. So they wrote the oh, prescription. Sorry. We went to the pharmacy and we went to the pharmacy. We picked up the prescription. They gave us the prescription back that they filled out and they were like, just in case you want to go back later on and need more. Oh, <laughs> or wow. Painkillers. For painkillers. I know. Like, th- that's wow. like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's insane. For high-end painkillers. Right. Mind you, right. I only pay for a 15-day supply of like uh, a really strong painkiller. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was, but mm-hmm. it was like $5. And oh, then wow. he, she gave me the prescription back and I can go back and refill it anytime I want, anytime <laughs> I need it. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. you get hooked. No, don't do that. Don't do so, that. And so, that's what I told her. I was like, this place is a drug addict. Yeah. Dream come true. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> no, it's true. You know, I never thought I'm of that. Sure, that's right. Yeah. Because I'm sure they don't keep track. Oh, this one with this no. social or whatever yeah. has come here eight times, you know. Because right. yeah. they, yeah. like you said, they trust you that you're not yeah. going to. But, but they do like adults, record yeah. your passport and your cedula. Those are king here. Um, they, okay. they do record that in the system every time you come into a location, even to shop at the grocery store. You have to present your passport or your cedula. 
Explain okay. that uh, cedula. How do you spell that? So it's C-E-D-U-L-A. So okay. cedula is your primary form of ID here. Um, so whether you have a driver's license or not, everyone needs a cedula. It's like their primary form of ID. Once we get our temporary residency, we'll be able to apply for a cedula as well. But a cedula, everyone has a number. Uh, when you go to like grocery store, like a big grocery store, like Mega Maxi, they'll ask for your cedula number. When you go to, you know, and the- you pay a different price when you have a cedula versus not. Oh, so you pay wow. cheaper when you have your cedula versus your passport, because now you're no longer considered a tourist. And, a and you can leave your passport at home, right? For safety. Yes, you just carry copies. And- Okay. okay. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, do you even need the passport for? Yeah, what, I mean, they ask a- for it everywhere. They ask for it everywhere. So you go to the, you go to the grocery store, you go to the pharmacy. They ask for your cedula or your passport. Okay, so and it's either they, or. You don't have to have yeah, either or. You have yeah. So once we get a cedula, it'll make things easier. I think that's also how they track people's age because if you look in the grocery stores, there's like three different prices on things. So I'm, I, I believe one price is for like you know. Elderly adults, so people oh 65 God. and over. One is for foreigners, I hate yes. to say it, but for people yeah, that yeah, yeah. You know, don't have a cedula, and then you have the regular price. So if you have a cedula, you get that price. Oh. So it's very, very interesting. It's, it's almost a way of classifying people, yeah. but not really. I <laughs> right. I mean, not if you're a native, it's good, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and or if you're going to become residents, it's good. Yeah. yeah. So and if you're elderly, then it's even better. Oh, yeah. yeah that's and really... how long does it take to get that cedula card? So we started our temporary residency process back in the States because um, you have to get, you know, your birth certificate, our marriage license, all those things apostled, which takes, you know, weeks to get that stuff all mailed off everywhere. And once we had those hard copies and everything apostled, then we brought it here. And I want to say we had our first appointment to apply for our residency within the first four weeks of us living here. And then from there, it takes six weeks for them to approve that so that was that that's already two and a half months and then the cedula comes i want to say at least four weeks after that so you're talking about a good three to six month process to get your temporary residency and then to get your cedula and i will say for most people who want to come here to do your visa process it is always always best to start that process in your own country first off ecuador does not have a mailing system for you to try and have everything apostle and then sent here is a nightmare to find okay. apostle. Oh, so apostle is, oh goodness, it's like a a government stamp that says this document is true and correct. Uh, you so perfect example, I'm having my degrees registered here. Part of my te- that's my type of uh, temporary visa is that I'm going to have a professional visa, which means that they're registering my degree and it shows that I am a, a professional, professional in technology and I could work here if I wanted to. So I had to get my degrees registered and apostle. So mm-hmm. first, my school had to get them notarized. So get my degree and my transcripts notarized, and then from there, because it happened in Illinois. The state of Illinois has an actual department called the Apostle Department that I had to send my documents to that they put a big gold stamp on top of it and says, we, the state of Illinois, verify that this document is true and correct and it can be sent to Ecuador for, you know, whatever, for visas purposes. Okay. Um, Okay. Yes. Because 
when we got so we got married in Italy and I remember yeah I remember this apostle process and I thought it was just I thought it was well it's for ver- it's yeah. for uh, verification but you know going going abroad and all that but you're saying that even in at your college in Chicago they have a separate or the state has a separate apostle every department. single state in the United States has an apostle department mm-hmm. it's a government office because I had to get a few things so we got married in Hawaii. So we had to get our marriage license apostled in the state of Hawaii. So we had to send our marriage license and a fee to the apostle department in Hawaii, and they had to do it there. Trey was born in South Carolina, so we had to get her birth certificate apostled in South Carolina. (laughs) Wow. I was born in Illinois. My birth certificate had to be apostled in Illinois. Okay. Um, And then we also needed a FBI background check. So that, yeah, we needed a background check oh before goodness. we, yeah, before was we. That, was that for Ecuador? For Ecuador. Yes. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. It's part of the visa process. They required an FBI background check. So we had to go get fingerprinted at the post office in Seattle. They sent the electronic records to the FBI in Virginia. Right. And then we had to request <laughs> for Virginia to apostle our FBI background. Yeah. Oh my God. So much oh, stuff. Man. Yeah. And did they do a drug test? And if so, did they take did they take your hair? Hair or urine? Oh, they didn't do a drug test. They said drug addicts were allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you yeah, you know, it's good, right? The country prevents all quote unquote bad people in and you could become an addict once you get there. But yeah. um, oh, that's, that's, that's so interesting. So you have to come now, clean. Drug test. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, yeah, I wonder because I was born in Brazil. So I assume I mean, I assume every country has a similar maybe, you know, yes. a, a apostle department, so to speak. Oh, that's going to yeah. take a long time for my FBI check. <laughs> no, because no, no, um, I'll just mention that our son just got out of college and he was offered a job with the with a defense contractor. And we're not not saying we're not saying anything here that thank you. That's not (laughs) like secret. But he had to go through a background check depending on the level, because I years ago, I did the same thing. Depending on the level, it could take, you know, months to years, depending on how old you are. And 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 he had to give a piece of his hair for the drug test. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Thank goodness we didn't have to do all that. (laughs) Because, yeah, yeah, like your marijuana will last longer in your hair than it will in your urine. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you know. Just so you know. Oh, trust. We already know. <laughs> I was going to say, Trey, come on. Come on. I know. How many times has Trey brought up drugs so far? I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have a question about the law in Ecuador. Is same-sex marriage legal there? Yes. Oh, good. Oh. It's recognized. But that was recent. Very good. That was re- recent, and that was actually on our list of places. We were not going to move somewhere where our marriage yeah. would be seen as legal. Right. So okay. that was okay. why we picked Ecuador. Yeah. So Absolutely. Costa Rica too. Um, Costa Rica. I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah, I think yes. it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Trey did the research there, so we'll not know. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. I wouldn't be be so forward if I wasn't comfortable. (laughs) Well, Gene, you asked the question. All right. So, so let me ask you, so you buy private 
health insurance, do you have like, are there, you know, in the US, it's so competitive. Is there just a few that you rely on based on Juul, for example, or what expats do? And, and- oh, that's a good point. Um, so we're actually going through this now. In this past week, I've been looking into insurance because you need health insurance as a foreigner in order to get your cedula. So uh, our attorneys that's helping us through the visa process referred me to a health insurance broker, just like in the States. He has access to all of the major companies here. And me and him did a Zoom call and he broke down all the different insurance companies. So Humana is here, which I was shocked. There was another major company here called Salud. Um, and then he showed me a couple of others and we compared the prices for each one. We settled on one where, tra- and this is more on the high end. So for Trey and I monthly, it's going to be about $170 a month. And that covers, so the way that they do insurance is it covers up to $30,000 worth of services. So that's just how they do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You can pick a a starting point. So I could have picked one that covered up to $100,000 of services, $50,000 worth of services, or $30,000 worth. Wow. Interesting. And the price monthly would have been different. Okay. And then we go back to if we were 65 and older. Our friend Jewel indicated that they she pays eighty dollars a, a month, month for oh her God. and her husband. Mm. It is a government insurance. It's a it's a Ecuadorian government health insurance, and it's called IESS. I'm sure in Spanish they pronounce it some other way, but it's IESS. And once you're either a permanent resident and you're 65 and older, or you are a temporary resident with the proper paperwork. I I believe you have to be a temporary resident for so many years, or I don't know exactly how it works, but you can enroll in that government health insurance, which is much cheaper, like Trey said, which is $80 a month. And that's what um, some of the expats that we've seen that have been here a long time, that's what they do. And how's the ability to find a good doctor? I mean, I know that you had, you were given some names, but if you weren't, let's say I didn't know Jewel, how do you? It's it's interesting because everything here is word of mouth. There is a part of the city. Um, so there's a university in Monta and it's like one of the best universities wow. in, in Ecuador. And I believe it has a medical piece. So there's a whole, where the university is, there's a whole medical park. Oh, nice. Okay. Where there's like this brand new hospital. There's also a hospital that's specifically for the government insurance, the IESS hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another hospital that anyone can go to, whether you're yeah, public, public, yeah. Yeah, public health. And so it's like this whole medical park. And then there's individual doctor's offices for specialized things all in that area. Um, when we did a tour of the city, when we first got here, um, our cab driver showed us that whole area. So in case we need oh, wow. medical place, we just, or medical, anything, we just yeah. say, take us to like the medical park. I don't know yeah. what it is. So all the pharmacias yeah. are there. All the individual doctor's offices are there. The yeah. hospitals are all there. So it's a one-stop shop oh, area. Okay. Yeah. So it seems like um, no one is uncovered, so to speak. I mean, um, that's exactly you know, true. so there's no... Um, are there homeless people? Is there a population of that? It is. It's weird. So we've seen a few homeless here and there, but it's not as big. So we come from Seattle. I don't know if you guys know anything. Oh, my goodness. Seattle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's so sad. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Seattle's going through this whole tent city 
thing where the tents are just popping up everywhere. Even we were living in the suburbs and we were starting mm-hmm. to see them, you know, come down to our area. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it's not as bad as Seattle. It, mm-hmm. It's not. It's not even close, but they're big on family here. Mm-hmm. So the families take care of uh. you no matter how much or how little they have. Mm-hmm. So you don't really see that too much. Mm-hmm. And I will say that Ecuadorian. So one of the things that we learned in doing our research coming here is that, you know, the average household income for an Ecuadorian person is what, 400 dollars a, a month. And so our one of our one of the cab drivers that we regularly use, he's become a friend. He speaks English. He's learning more. We found out that it's him, his wife and his two children. And I think his nephew stays with him and their rent is like a hundred dollars a month. And yeah. he was so happy because he was like, it used to be 150, but when things started going bad, they lowered it to a hundred for me. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. a big drop. Wow. And that's, that was and great. that's in Monta. And so, but that's more like the inner city of Monta mm-hmm. without yeah. being like on the beach. Yeah. All the foreigners that are coming here, we want to be on the beach. So, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. so the prices yeah. we gave you are along the actual beach. If mm-hmm. you go deeper into the city, you can pay two or $300 a month. Sure. Okay. Okay. Back to doctors. Do most of the doctors speak English? No, we, that's why the expat community, I believe, created stays, a list. Yes, created a list and stays so close on Facebook. Every day there's posts about, can someone recommend a doctor that speaks English or can someone recommend, you know, me, a dentist that speaks English? Um, I found that the dentist that I went to is one of the few dentists in the city that speaks English. So his prices are more expensive. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, if I yeah. wanted, yeah, if I wanted to go and, you know, to an Ecuadorian dentist, someone different, I mean, he is Ecuadorian, but if I wanted to go to a different dental office, I may have paid like $30 for a cleaning uh, and a checkup. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. so it sounds like uh, you need to speak Spanish in uh, Manta. Do you all speak yeah. Spanish? <laughs> we laugh because it, it's it's an ongoing joke between us. Bray thought that she was going to come here and not learn Spanish and just pick up on it as she grows. <laughs> I was like, I'll do better if I just merge with among the people. Right, right. You'll immerse like, yourself. Yeah. Whereas she was like, Trey, I really think you know, she's just diligently taking all of these Spanish courses. And I'm like, yay, bro. You do that. And I was like, <laughs> I was our best You guys are so funny. And the thing is, is we get here, my first incident was on the plane. Oh, Rolanda and I were getting off the plane. We were deboarding. Rolanda gets off the plane and something went wrong and they closed the doors when I was getting ready to get off. So they turned to me and let me let me say this. Being in a country of brown people, they naturally assume that we're all Ecuadorian until you speak. So they turned to me. The pilot, the the stewardess was Ecuadorian. The pilot was a uh, Caucasian gentleman. And he turns to me and he starts speaking fluently in Spanish to tell me what's happening. And so my first reaction, and Rolanda will tell you, when I look at first, I look like a deer in headlights. <laughs> and then I just nod. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then there were a bunch of people behind me. So he turns to them and goes into English to explain what happened. <laughs> and so he turns back around. I was like, yeah, see. Uh-huh. I was like, gotcha. <laughs> Ooh, you got so away. They naturally assumed I was Ecuadorian. Oh, that's so oh, funny. That's so funny. Stop there. So like Trey says, you know, Ecuadorians, they range in skin tones. So Trey and I being, you know, lighter complexion, black people, they immediately assume that we're Ecuadorian. So people just walk up to Trey and start speaking in Spanish. And she and goes, see, see, see. Uh-huh. She goes, see, 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 without knowing what she's agreeing to. 
and her eyes go wide. We, there's, <laughs> it's just, now she's been doing this thing now where she immediately looks at me. <laughs> and the people, the people are like, okay, and they're talking to me in Spanish. So yes, I took years of Spanish in high school. I grew up in Chicago in the inner city. A lot of my friends were Latinos. So I had a good Spanish background. When I knew we were coming here, I did six months worth of Spanish with an Ecuadorian teacher. Wow. Um, and yeah, he helped me a lot. I'm getting to the point where I'm almost fluent. I'm wow. still taking Spanish classes. Trey, on the other hand, literally just had to get her to take a Spanish class because she well, did. You. You're enabling. You're enabling. <laughs> Well, you know, no, no, honestly, no. when you have someone yeah. that you can, it's a crush. rely on. Yeah. But but what Trey learned rather quickly was that <laughs> that meant I could never go anywhere by myself uh-huh. or uh. or communicate with other people because real kept harping on me about learning it. And I was like, oh, I can rely on my app. Well, I learned very quickly that the app is not reliable. And no. <laughs> Ecuadorians speak their own type of slang. So. We had an incident. Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to tell her the story. I'm going to tell the story. So Trey decides that, you know, she was tired of relying on me. It's been two months and I'm doing everything. I'm taking care of all the business, et cetera. So Trey's like, I'm going to set up the appointment for the vets to board the dogs. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm going to do it. Everything's on- through WhatsApp. Yeah. Everything's like, through I can type it right. using my app. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I hear the I hear the dogs in the back. I think they're speaking Ecuadorian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, yes, no we, problem. Okay. We're in a different room, but I mean, we have a little pug that just, I mean, she has to be heard at all yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and so, yeah, so Trey decides that she's going to use the app to send a message to the vet's office in Spanish. So when she sends it, all I see, I'm looking over her shoulder. All I see is question come back in Spanish with a lot of question marks, a lot of exclamation points. And I was like, what did you say? So <laughs> oh, <I'm> no. at, <laughs> I looked at it. I didn't even know what she had wrote. And so we went to a translation app. We went to two of them to see if we could figure out what Trey asked. <laughs> Somehow Trey asked, do you go in dogs? Do you go inside of dogs? <laughs> Oh my God. And, no. and then when, when they sent the initial question and explanation points, I tried to clarify and sent back another message. Oh, God. And at this point, I asked if they did abortions on dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, were you then, trying to get them spayed or neutered? I, no, no, I was oh. trying to board them. Board them. <laughs> No. I'm sorry. Oh, yes, yeah, you said that. They're trying to board. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, yeah. so, so, but that's oh, not even the funniest the part. Funniest no. Question. The person came back. Like, so I was angry. I was like, Trey, this is such a small city. These people are going to know it's us. Oh, my God. I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad. Finally, maybe three hours later, they sent back a message and said, do you just want to speak in English? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's that great. is so funny. That is so great. At that point, Trey decided to take Spanish classes. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. yes. So I am taking Spanish courses. No. Well, that's what yes. it took, huh? Yeah, but what? Yes. Okay, so talk to us. It's not regular Spanish. What are no. you taking? So my teacher is also Ecuadorian, and she's in Guayaquil. And she explained to me the process because Ro was having a hard time transitioning even after years of Spanish. Depending on where you are in Ecuador, 
each area has a different kind of slang, Spanish that they speak. And she told me the reason for that is that most Ecuadorians don't go past sixth grade. They know how to speak Spanish, but they don't know how to write it or the the correct grammar for it. So they create their own shortened terms for it. Yeah. So like an example is, I know you guys have heard like buenos dias, buenos noches, buenos tardes. Yeah. Here in Ecuador, they shorten it and they just say buenos. You just walk by and you say buenos, buenos. But that's, I don't know if that's in all of Ecuador, if that's just in Manta where we're at. Definitely people shorten things and they don't have correct grammar. So the things that I was learning in school years ago was like the perfect way to, you know, say something grammatically correct. Here, they don't necessarily care about grammar Mm -hmm. just as long as they can like get their point across quickly. And they speak very fast on the coast. We learned once we moved here that Monta is where they speak the fastest Spanish. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Imagine yeah. So fastest? imagine that for the person who was like, I'm just going to emerge myself. <laughs> and, and, oh. uh, yes. No. Wow. That's no. amazing. So, so are you learning? That- are you learning a specific then a dialect or slang? I mean, what are you learning? I think, I, well, I, I don't know about for Trey, but I think for me, I'm, I think I'm learning just, you know, here's how you would say it grammatically correct. Here's how someone Ecuadorian would say it. And I think that Trey's teacher, Gabby, is probably teaching the, is teaching the same way is that, you know, here's, here's common words that we would use, but here's like a way that we would say it Ecuadorian. So like, you know, we cut off a couple letters here or we cut this phrase down, you know, by two words. (laughs) So what she's teaching me is she's teaching me the correct way, but she's also teaching me the conversational way. So you're learning both. Yes. You know, and we heard from a guy in uh, Costa Rica that if you one of the ways that they've done it is so long as you have like the main nouns or, nouns and verbs, you know, you and I, I think that's true for all language, you know, yes. um, like banyo or, um, you know, Chinese, you, you know, you better know how to say bathroom. Right. But you don't yes. have to you don't have to know the full sentence. I think people know that. I mean, right away, of course, they're going to yes. be like, you stupid, you know, foreigner. <laughs> but, um, but they know you got to pee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so here's a, a funny thing about that, too, is like, I know Banyo, like that's something that you learn when you're learning, you know, elementary yeah. Spanish Banyo mm-hmm. is bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, our first drive here, we were coming from the airport. We were going to uh, our apartment. The cab driver said Banyito. And I said, huh? He said Banyito. Oh, and I little... said, we, we pulled up and he, it, the big sign said Banyo. And I learned from my Ecuadorian teacher that they put ito on the end of things to be more polite. Banito, like little bathroom, or do you right. have to go to the bathroom without it sounding so harsh? So huh. banito. So like when people see our dogs out, they will say perito. So oh. little dog. Or yeah, you know, pero. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so when just, I learned Spanish, you add the ito to make it small, like you said. Exactly, I thought you yeah. were gonna say because you're a woman that they go, oh banito, <laughs> you know. <laughs> No, no, it's it's more polite. Same thing for like uh, rellena or something like that means chubby. But to be more polite, you would say rellenita or something like that. Like you would just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so they're like insulting you in a funny way. Right. To be like, you know, it's more, um, yeah, it's more like endearing and yeah. they really like, they, they really are polite people. So they, they try to 
you know, as soften I'll, things. Yeah, soften things. So yeah. So no. so in general, you feel that you're treated pretty pretty well by the Ecuadorians. Oh, that's one of the main draws. Honestly speaking, uh-huh. is we've had amazing experiences with the Ecuadorians here. He, especially me not speaking Spanish. They are very polite. They're very helpful. And they want to learn English, too. When we're speaking, like I, the very first event I had was I went across the street. Ro wasn't feeling good. So I was like, I'm going to go across the street to the convenience store and get you some, <laughs> get you some ginger ale for your stomach. And she was like really? You're going to go across the street? And I was like, yeah. So I marched my little self across the street. They didn't have ginger ale. I was like, uh. yeah, now what? So I'm standing there and I'm picking up all these random items oh. and I sit them on the counter and the gentleman was saying something to me in Spanish and my dear lights came on uh, because he was speaking super fast because I try to pick up on certain words. He was like, and then he slowed it down. And then he was like, are you citizen? I was like, no, he was like, Oh, so he spoke a little broken English. So between his broken English and my broken Spanish, we conversated for 20 minutes on the wow. places we've been and where. Oh. Yes. And Paul and Rowe was like, is sick at home. Yeah. yeah. Rowe was dying at home. But I was just happy that I was communicating. With yeah. That's a, was yeah. And the thing is, is that they're very happy. They, they smile and then they either slow down when they're speaking or they try to communicate with you as best that they can through language, body language, all of that. And you do the same. And if you don't feel all of a sudden, like you're the dumbest person in the room, mm. like, right? Yeah, they accept so you as a that. whole person. Right. Right. Yeah. Just because you don't speak the language. Yeah. And okay. it is amazing. Let's talk about social entertainment activities. What do you do there for fun? Well, I mean, COVID has shut down a lot of businesses. Mm. So one of the draws that we were really interested in is that they have a lot of live music when it's not, you know, COVID time. And beaches. Yeah. And they have a lot of festivals where the streets are just like filled with people and music, but they haven't been doing that because of COVID. So we haven't seen any of that stuff. Wouldn't know it, but Monta- very strenuous. about the whole COVID thing. Mm, I mean, you can't walk into stores without getting a full body spray or hand spray. They check your temperature. This is to go in and out of any location, a mall, a store, anywhere. Mm. You say full body, full body spray? Yes. Yeah. They will, they will spray your entire body down with alcohol spray. (laughs) And And you walk through these trays that have alcohol in it to clean the bottom of your shoes. Oh, I like that. I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. You sterilize your shoes, you get your temperature taken and they will spray. If the store has the ability, the big bottles, they'll spray your entire body. If they only have the small bottles, they'll spray your hands. But yeah, that's in every single place you go into here. They have the biosecurity measures. Oh, good. Good, and good, what, good. what about the vaccine down there? Yeah, so the vaccine here, um, they just got a new president May 24th, Guillermo Lasso. Uh, I think he was the people's choice. I think a uh, majority of the people here wanted mm-hmm. him. And he decided, so the vaccine was going slow going before he became president. Um, he did a Biden move and said within his first 100 days as president, he's going to vaccinate, have the entire country vaccinated. That's what. Wow. He promised. Um, and so he's been working deals to get more shipments of vaccines because Ecuador is getting vaccines from China um, and from the U.S. and Japan and Japan. Um, and so they're and they in Russia. OK, they got the Sinovac. I don't know if you guys have heard that. They just got 
20 million doses of Pfizer from the U.S. recently. Nice. I think that was last week. So yeah, they're they're trying to go a little bit further with the vaccine than they were before Lasso became president. Okay, so, so neither of you qualify yet because of age. So we they're trying to. We were vaccinated prior to getting here. Oh, so, good. Good. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Okay. Because you know we both had underlying conditions, so we were bumped up in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. were able to get vaccinated prior to coming. Okay. Nice. Okay. So talk to us about entertainment again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So you wouldn't know it. Uh, Monta has a really good food scene. They have one of the main strips here is called Restaurant Row. And there's about 30 restaurants down that street and they're all open. Even with COVID, they're all open just with restrictions on how many people can be inside and tables have to be spaced apart, et cetera. So the only thing we've really done social wise is um, go to the restaurants, check that out. We've done a couple of like city tours with Mm. our cab driver. Of course, the beach. We've been to the beach like twice a week since we've been here. That's (laughs) nice. Sporting events and stuff like that down there for you to do. And then the mall also has a theater. Um, We haven't been yet, but um, they had expat day on Wednesdays where they show the movies. (laughs) Yeah, where they show they show the films in English, and it's a dollar fifty. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that'd be nice. Well, I watch a lot of foreign films, so I'm used to reading um, subtitles. But Gene, that would be so good. Yeah. 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 And so you can do the you can do that on any other day. You can do the foreign films with subtitle. So they're in Spanish, but it's subtitled in English. Mm -hmm. Um, But those days are four dollars to get into the theater for expats. Mm. It's a expat day. It's a dollar fifty plus with your popcorn and your drinks and all of that. All that for a buck fifty. Yes, and ma'am. that's a new, is that a new movie or? Yeah, because yeah. then the Fast and Furious come out in the U.S. Fast and Furious 9. That's just recent. Yeah. 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 So wow. that was one that was here this week in English, the Fast and Furious 9. And then one with the 101 Dalmatians. What's that? Uh, Cruella. When yeah. Cruella came out. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just saw Black Widow yesterday. Uh-huh. The, the pre, it was a pre-show, I guess. Yeah, it, it yeah it's officially today. today. Okay. Okay. We may so, have it next week or the week after. Oh, yeah. that's not, so that's we're, not bad we'll at all. We'll probably go on a Wednesday. And okay. okay, nice. So, so have you been to the, I hear there's a new museum and park there. Have you been? No. Well, most of the museums are not open currently. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Gene visited there already. <laughs> 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 I thought I recognized you the other day, Gene. No. Yeah, yeah. It was his virtual self. That was no, Anyways, we, haven't, but- yeah, we, we haven't been to any um any place that's like you know very historical or or the museum. Like we've seen it, but we haven't been able to go inside a lot of okay. places mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, in case you want to go, it's called Plaza del Mar. It's supposed to be really nice. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. I will check it out. <laughs> I have yeah. a question about uh, you said you said you ride taxis and it's only a dollar fifty to go across town. And then you talk a little about tipping. Do you tip the taxi drivers? So it's weird. So yes, we do because I, I usually have dollar bills. So I'll just give them two dollars and keep going instead of yeah. haggling about price or you know knowing that. So the road doesn't like to use coins. She can't determine the sizes between the dollar coins and the quarter <laughs> coins. Let's just keep it real back. <laughs> so she'd rather just give okay. everyone two dollars and keep no, it close. Okay. Let's, talk- <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Ecuadorian money. I'm going to clarify because when we got here, we brought one dollar bills. 
I did not know that Ecuador was big on dollar coins, which are the little gold coins. They're dollar coins, but they're the same size as the, the, the quarters. If I'm digging in my purse, I don't have my glasses on. Like, they have a different face, real. I can't see the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging in my purse. But isn't there a number on the coin? There's no number? Yes. I, mean, I told her it's written on there. It's just small. Yeah, I'm like, it's, I, it's I get way. that. I'm team row on this one. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. If I'm digging around in my purse in a cabin night, I don't want to have to figure out what's a dollar coin versus <laughs> what's a quarter and have to like, you know, count it out. So I like to just keep dollar bills and I just give the cab drivers $2. They have an extra 50 cents on top of it. And they usually are very appreciative and will want to pick us up the next time because I took them. Oh, there you go. There you go. I will say a big thing here too is that you don't want to have large denominations in money. You will rarely find anyone who has changed for a 20. Everything is is like cash is king here. They don't really do debit and credit at all, um, which is why I say it's kind of a step back in history a little bit. The way that they do it is in time. I'm sorry. So, yeah, it's a cash based society. Like I said, most places, they only want dollars or coins. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And when you get change from someone, you're only going to majority of the time get coins. Okay. So, okay. yeah, prepare to carry a lot of heavy change around. We knew that prior to getting here. So we brought a lot of dollar bills, <laughs> which we're low on. Be- yeah, which we're very low on because someone doesn't spend the freaking coins and all the rest of everybody to <laughs> But we brought a big stack of dollar bills. I'm sure TSA was like, what is happening? They're like, yeah, are they clean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Ecuador uses uh, the currency is the U.S. dollar. That's correct. The coins you said are mixed. So you can have an American quarter? Well, yeah, you can have an American. It's all American money. So it's all American quarters, American dollar coins, which I don't think uh, we use a lot in the U.S. anymore, but it's the USA dollar coins, which are kind of like that weird brassy gold color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been so long since anybody used them that you're like, what? coin collector. So we just happen oh, to have okay, Trey. All of that well, stuff that's so a we that's an advantage that you. But have you, you don't want to spend your collection though. But Gene, the magic here is Ecuadorians considered fifty cent coins to be lucky. So if you have uh, them, yes, they love oh, receiving them from you. Oh wow! Huh? Well, yeah, those big fifty cent coins that we used to use in the U.S. They had a lot of. They have a lot of those here, so they use all U.S. dollar um, monetary and coins. It's just coming from the U.S. When I didn't carry cash at all, I only carried a debit card and my ID. Like yeah. that's literally all that was in my purse, you know, right. Right. And, and my Costco card. <laughs> so coming yeah. From, yeah. from the U.S. when that was the only thing in my purse to now having to carry, keep track of bills again, the denominations, the different coins and what they are. I mean, and you can't argue that the, the, do, the U.S. dollar oh coin and the U.S. quarter are Close in size. It's mm-hmm. close in size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One's heavier. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's okay. let's go on okay. to. Yes. David, oh wait. Can I ask a related sure, sure, question? Sure, I'm sure. sorry. Opening a bank account. Oh yeah. Tell us that process because we've heard in other countries it's a little different. And do you have to do it for your visa? 
with, for our visa, because I'm doing a professional visa, it's not required. If I was doing a, a retirement visa or an investor visa, I would have to. Um, the retirement visa is that you're going to live on like, you know, retirement income, mm -hmm. but live in Ecuador. Um, an investor visa means you're going to invest in Ecuador, like you're going to buy property mm -hmm. or you're going to put your money into a, a CD in a bank. Because we're doing the temporary, temporary professional visa, I don't have to do that. However, it makes sense to have an Ecuadorian bank account. The interest rates are really good. I want to say eight mm. percent. What? Yeah. Wow. Eight yeah. percent. Yeah. Eight percent on savings and CDs. However, it's hard because you have to have a cedula to have a bank account. Oh, okay. and catch twenty two. Don't get your yeah. You don't get your cedula until you you know, been here like three to six months and gone through the whole process. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that cedula to get a bank account. And so that's a, it's a little difficult. And I believe that they have to somehow verify your income, which mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, how they accept us. We're working online for a U.S. company. Will they oh, accept yeah. that? Or, you know, trays, you know, retirement money. How do we have to get an official letter? I don't even know what that process is. Mm -hmm. We haven't looked into it. Right, and right. I'm a little nervous about it because it is a little difficult when you're a foreigner to get a bank mm -hmm. account. Here. Okay. And does your American ATM work in the machines in Ecuador? Mm -hmm. it does. Um, you have to make sure that you go through specific types of banks. For you. We were in different, we had different American banks to begin with, but what we did was we got Schwab. We went with Schwab because that's what we you have. have to yeah. make withdrawals and then they reimburse you here for yes. Yes. yes, because unlike in the States, you don't pay your rent like you can't pay it online. You pay it in cash. So if you're not allowed to get a bank account here, right, that right. Means you have to, and you have to go to the ATM and the ATMs only allow you three hundred to four hundred dollars that you can pull out. You have to make oh, multiple wow. trips yeah. to the bank, which means multiple fees that you're. You have to have a specific account is that you want to get an account that one is it will reimburse international ATM fee. Usually <laughs> I usually bank like a credit union in Washington. I just like credit unions. That's what I've always used. But when we knew we were moving here, we switched over to Schwab because we knew that one Schwab would allow us to, you know, use an international ATM and they would reimburse those fees because they can rack up. Because like Trey said, we have to pay our rent in cash. So we have to make like multiple trips to the ATM. So it's funny. I'm sure Schwab is like, what are they doing? Because <laughs> we'll go to the ATM, Trey will go and get 400. Then I'll go and get 400. <laughs> then we'll go back three days later and then we'll do another. Like, they they probably oh know. I mean, yeah. when, when we had the Schwab checking, we had no idea that they reimburse ATM fees. It's so so good. go Schwab. Oh, I yes. I yes. just did a promo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that's and, okay. and that's a big thing here, too, is that you'll find that they have security at all of the banks yeah. here at because ATM. at the ATMs, because it is a cash based society and they know that people are pulling out large sums of money. When you pull out large sums of money here, you can ask the police to escort you from the bank to wherever you're going. And it's a free service that they give you wow. to make sure that you arrive safely. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not. I mean, again, this is more of a society that's for people. And so when you're you're going to the ATM every day, there is an armed guard at most ATMs. We usually go inside the mall to our ATM because to the one that we like, because there's an armed guard there. And if you know you're going to pull out, you know, a large sum of money, 
All you have to do is, you know, call the police or there's an app. They have an app. It's called F1911. You can put on the app that you'd like escort service and oh they will God. escort you from the bank to your location for free so that nobody um, takes your money from you. Wow. Wow. That's so good. So speaking of that, you say you live in a, a gated building. Is there, besides petty crime, is there much crime there? There's a lot of petty crime. There's a lot of theft. We live in a gated community because uh, some of the more affluent Ecuadorians live in this area and they're worried about that. So they have like these you know, gates with these like spike barbed wires at the oh, wow. because, you know, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. To keep people out. But I think that's the only thing that they're really worried about is theft. There isn't a whole, I haven't seen a lot of gun violence here. Because guns aren't allowed. Yeah. I, I, ah, from what nice. I understand guns are not allowed within the country by, to be owned by private citizens. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. So not a lot of gun well, violence. That's great. Unless you're a fisherman here. There's a lot of pirating that happens here. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Wow. Pirating. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fishing so, is so, a really big business here. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those tuna worth a lot of money. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. can I? Can we talk about food? Maybe your puppies are hungry. Yeah. No. I don't know if they're hungry. <laughs> Trey's going to check. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I was just thinking about food. So talk to us about the food. I assume it's diverse, but. Can you get like diverse? In, in, does that include Asian food? You know, actually, yes. So we love the food here in Ecuador. We are eating a lot of seafood. I mean, we're on the coast and on the coast, there's a lot of fishing. There's a lot of fresh tuna, fresh seafood. So we eat a lot of seafood. Um, one of the main dishes here in Monta is called enceboya. It's eaten for breakfast and it's a fish stew, which is really interesting. Yeah, it's a fish stew um, and it's got all these nice root vegetables in it. It's very flavorful and they, you know, serve it with plantains and rice. Um, yeah. And so that's one of their main dishes. And believe it or not, another main dish here on the coast is ceviche. Oh, ceviche. Oh. Yeah. I love ceviche. They do, yeah. Yeah. They do fish ceviche and they do a shrimp ceviche. Um, and then sometimes you'll see a ceviche mixto, which is like all the seafood, all the different seafood. Mm. So, so there must be, so must be sushi. Um, right. There is. Yeah. Oh my God. So we, our oh. favorite restaurant here is a Japanese restaurant called Maido. The sushi is some of the, like, I don't eat the raw fish. Trey does. I do. Tuna. Sashimi. Amazing. So I, we've heard my sister and her boyfriend came to visit already. They had it. Everyone that's eaten at that restaurant, it's like the freshest sushi you've ever wow. had. In yeah. So nice. Wow. And how literally right here is the, the, um, fishing uh the tuna port the yeah port? the port and uh we go down there and they're bringing the fish up every day and oh. go straight oh, there wow. you purchase the fish right there and they they fillet it for you for a dollar they'll they'll clean it fillet it nice give it to you <laughs> wow yeah and we so it, yeah it's a big it's a big market and it's called i think playa del mia or something like that that's where you can go and get the fish. You can see, so you can see the fishermen bringing the fish fresh. You see all of the fish there on, on like laying on these tables and people are just like skinning it, filleting it. I mean, we saw some tuna so cool. that's like as big as like wow. my entire body. And <laughs> just like the, the entire, like the flesh was like really red and pretty. Like you would see at like a sushi restaurant. Nice. I mean, yeah. Seafood here, 
super fresh and delicious. Wow. And what about the prices of restaurants? How, how are the prices? If you eat just two people, you can pay $20 to $30. And that's high end. So at our oh. Japanese ah. restaurant that we go to, we pay about $30 for the two of us. But that's mm. with a lot of food and drinks. Yes. Oh, and oh, drinks. And drinks. Okay. Alcoholic beverages, yes. <laughs> but normally when we just go to like neighborhood places, we pay about what, $10 for the for two of us? us. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you can order ceviche and you can pay $3 and some change. Oh, okay. Because wow. my big thing is if I move somewhere, can I stop cooking? You know, I mean, like dinners, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, and honestly, a lot of people don't cook here because of that, because you can go somewhere and you can get a full meal and pay less than four dollars. Mm. And yeah, they just started doing delivery services here. Yeah. Um, so you can WhatsApp that. And so you WhatsApp the restaurant. They answer immediately. Then they send a little guy on his bike. They all travel on motorcycles. He's, <laughs> he goes to get your food, brings it to the house, drops it off, and you tip them $2. <laughs> oh Inside joke. Okay. I okay. Know, I, know. I got that. <laughs> I would say that it's, it's really interesting because it's also that small town thing again where I'm texting directly with a restaurant yeah. like, yeah. you know, hey, restaurant, here's my order, right. you know, and they, you know, and they, they send it to you and the delivery fee, it's not like, it's not like DoorDash in the States where you have like all these extra fees mm-hmm. on top yeah, of it. I hate you that. Hey, you know, you pay $10 for your meal. So between Trey and I will spend like $5 a piece on a meal mm-hmm. and then they'll charge you a dollar fifty to deliver it to you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Okay. And so of course I tip them two dollars. <laughs> but I will say in doing that, all, all of the delivery drivers, cab drivers stop us always along the streets and they're like, Hi. Yeah. Oh, you know, that, like, oh, and they you remember know. your name. That is and so they funny. Who you are. Yeah. They remember your names. That's nice. Yes. Wow, this is sound, sounding greater and greater, Gene. I know. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. The next podcast will be Gil and Gene move to Monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because we we interviewed we uh, we just covered recently Cuenca. Maybe we didn't ask some of these specifics, and and some of the stuff that you brought out is just like I feel really educated now on on like you know how to get around, and yeah. uh, you know the bank account it, to me is an issue. I mean, if they're not going to take. If you can't open because of the catch 22 at the beginning, anyway, can you send a check from a U.S. bank to like, let's say you can't wire, um, they won't take. Yes. So I will say this. So when we got our apartment, we did do a international bank wire to Mm -hmm. our landlord for our apartment deposit. Okay. So we were able to do that. They had a U.S. bank mm. or was that our attorneys? No, they had an okay. international. And they accepted they, it. Yeah. yeah, they accepted it. So we could do that, but that takes three to five days. Oh, and it's $45. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's it, like $45 just to do the transaction. Yeah, the really? U.S. bank charges that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. So, the U.S. Bank. Yeah. The U.S. Yes. Bank charges yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay. Yes. We're right. <laughs> speaking of transportation. I have two questions about transportation. The first is cars. Do you have a car and do you need a car? They said no. Oh. No car <laughs> because foreigners cannot import cars into Ecuador. We learned that when ah. we were researching. So okay. you cannot import a car as a foreigner 
um, into Ecuador. I don't know the reasons or the rules around that. I just know that we couldn't because Trey and I both had really nice cars that we wanted to keep, but we could not bring them in. We both sold our cars and got rid of them. And then we came here. So but you could buy one there. We can buy one here. Once we get a Cedula, we can do that. Yes. However, I would say we've been in the taxis. When we came from the airport, we drove three and a half hours from the airport city to our city in a car, we almost died four times. So I don't want to, what? I don't want to drive here. The driving is very crazy here. There's no real rules of the road like oh there is God. in the United yeah, States. Kind of a suggestion. Yeah. Oh, lanes, suggestion. lanes are suggestions. Lanes what? are suggestions. <laughs> yes. Yes. Turning left on red, like there's hardly any stoplights, like, you know, the red, green, yellow lights. That rarely exists. Oh, my um, Lord. When you do find that, though, you find that people just turn on them whenever they feel like it, even if there's cars coming. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, at intersections, <laughs> you hear a lot of blowing at intersections because people are blowing to let somebody know that they're, they're coming. coming. Oh, my God. So you have a lot of you have a mix Near of middle. cars, motorcycles and bicycles, mm. freeway ah. and on streets and what? on the sidewalk. There are bicycles regular, like 10 speeds yes. on the freeway. Yes. Oh, and that's insane. On the sidewalks. You'll and the sidewalk who's trying to go around and he'll get on the sidewalk. Oh, oh my goodness. I don't blame you for never wanting to drive. And, and it's so cheap. So. All right. But wait, wait. Yeah. when you go food shopping, is it can you just buy locally and, and walk at home or do you, could you have to go? Yeah, like, you can. You know, and we do that majority of the time. So we where we are in Monta, everything is we're centered, very centered to everything. So we walked to the grocery store and it was like into the different tiendas and stuff. We just walked there. Okay. And if we have a, if we end up buying a lot of stuff, then we'll catch a cab back. If we don't have a lot, then we just walk back. And I mean, it's it's pretty awesome to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. health wise, everything. So yeah, we've yeah. both gotten a lot healthier since we've been here. I'll bet. We yeah. Walk the city. Yeah, yeah, walk, yeah. And your your walking distance, you said to the beach, right? Yeah, we yeah. are walking distance. Oh, okay. So you're in a minute walk. Okay, so you can buy food easily by walking. You can walk to the beach. Wow, this is like heaven. What about? I know that's why we picked it here. I will say though that the other thing is, like Trey said, when we do walk to the store, sometimes we get there and we don't realize we're going to buy so much. I love that there's a taxi cab just like waiting outside the store, and it's a way that you kind of go back in time again. So, like the large grocery store, Mega Maxi, at the end of the counter, once you're finished paying for your stuff. There's a guy bagging your groceries. He puts it into a cart for you and he drives that cart all the way out into to, your, to the parking lot. And he asks and you if he you want a taxi. Everything. He asks you if you want a taxi. He goes to the taxi, gets a taxi for you. He unloads everything into the taxi. And then you just tell the taxi where you want to go. When we get to our building, our doorman unloads everything from the car for us. And it's just, I mean, it's like this, you're being pampered without oh, paying a yeah. lot for it. Right. Like, it's, yeah, it's Trey, crazy. I'd be giving the, the supermarket guy $3. <laughs> In coins. He likes my 50 cent coins, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's so great. Okay. All right. What about airports? I hear there's a new airport there. How how far is that? So the Monta airport uh, is about 20 minutes from us. I would say that's more like a three to $5 cab ride. The only thing is it is not an international airport. So Mm -hmm. the Monta airport only goes between the Ecuadorian city of Quito 
and Manta, and then also the Galapagos Islands. So it goes Ooh. there. So for us, the nearest airport that take us back to the States is in Guayaquil, and it's three and a half hours drive from us. Uh, okay. That's okay. why I said three and a half. But I thought I read, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I read that they're putting a um, an international wing onto the yes. uh, Manta yes. Airport. This hasn't happened yet. Yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah. So that'll that's be okay. nice. So another thing that I have to say is one of the biggest advantages of Monta, and I didn't know this before I got here, is the growth of the city. Mm. So when we got here in May, the airport was not open. The Monta airport was not open. Two weeks later, they started doing flights between Quito and the Galapagos Islands. And then they announced that they were going to do international flights. It hasn't opened yet. They're still building that part. It's growing. I just heard the other day that there's going to be a new, what is it, $60 million condo that's going to be built on a four-tower condo of residences built wow. on the beach here in Monta. The Monta slogan is Monta is changing because mm. they're really trying to build it up. They opened a tourist kiosk in the mall recently. Oh. So where people can go into the mall and learn about Monta, get a map to all the different sites to see. The mayor's putting on his Facebook page that he wants to get every citizen in the city of Monta to learn English because they want to bring wow. more tourism to Monta. Uh-huh. So okay. I really feel like the city is growing. And in about five years or so, there's going to be a lot of high rise condos, a lot more English speaking Ecuadorians and foreigners. Hopefully we'll be, you know, a part of that. But yeah, yeah. it definitely feels like it's it's changing, which is yeah. their slogan. You're going to be experts. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Or or it'll get so crowded and it'll be like, oh, it's feeling like Texas. <laughs> It's going to be Seattle all over again. We're yeah. going to move to the suburbs. Yeah. And then we're going to leave the country. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. And what about the weather? Yeah. Oh, my God. The weather is dream. It's the best. So in Monta, the average for the weather is between, what is it, 72 and like 85. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. That's on average pretty much every day, even during, like right now we're in our winter months. And it's oh. 75 degrees outside. Oh, nice. <laughs> and windy. And, and windy. windy. So nice. we don't, yeah, we don't get much rainfall. The weather is pretty much perfect every day. Like it's, it's, yeah, like Trey said, 75 to 85 degrees. It's usually very sunny. Um, we're in our winter months. So our seasons are kind of flipped from the U.S., so the summer months for the U.S. are the winter months for us. So right now we're in our winter months, but this is the best winter I've ever seen. It's mm-hmm. been like 70 to about 80 degrees every day. Wow. We had one night where there was a sprinkling of rain. But other than that, the winter really means a little more cloud cover and a little mm-hmm. more wind. And, but other than that, it's just perfect weather all year oh, round. It's for, interesting. For me, yeah. yeah, it's interesting because so you're on the coast. So I've yeah. the high season is January to March. Does it get real crowded there? That's what I heard. We haven't seen it yet. But yeah, I heard that. Um, so a lot of these condo owners will put their condos onto Airbnb during that time. Mm. And uh-huh. the prices are insane. Wow. So while we're paying, you know, $1,100, $1,200 sure. for rent, people are paying that per week to, you know, stay yeah. in some of these condos wow. on the beach during the yeah. high season. Because their leases here are different than um, in the States in that, 
you can rent somewhere, sign a lease for three months, six months, four months ah. a year. Yeah. Oh, nice. So yeah, you can, that is nice. <laughs> so you're not just locked into a location for an extended amount of time. Always you can choose to only be there for a certain allotment of time. Wow. So it's an incentive, I guess, for the landlord to make the place as nice as possible. Right. So you don't just exactly. up and go. Very nice. And here you can make changes to the place. You just have to leave what you've changed. Like okay. if, if they have a suicide shower, we had some friends we know that had their own shower installed. Basically the shower cost them $200, $25 to install, but she's going to be there for two years. So she was like, is the $225 worth my comfort for two years? Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, then she'll have to take it with her. Oh, you have to leave it. She said. Yeah. You have to, yeah, you have to leave it, right? Yeah. Once you, you make that it. change, right. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Wow. We have covered so much. You guys are great. You guys are really good. No, um, you guys are good. These yeah. are no, good no, no, no. We're, we're, we're trying. I mean, you know, cause I put myself in the shoes, you know, like, could we move there? I mean, I really think about each location, each location sounds, you know, nicer and nicer. And some places seem a little too far. And I think for me, the culture shock would be it would take a while. I mean, even though they, I'm sure you went through culture shock, but when people are nice and accepting, I think it's that much easier. Yeah, it gives it a different feel. Right. We, yeah, we, yeah. we got here and it took no time for it to feel like. Yeah. Wow. 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 Okay. So you're loving I, it. I think, oh, yeah, we love it. And I think that exactly what you said, Gil, is like it's all about the people because we were so accepted. I mean, and just everyone that we've talked to, they've been so helpful and friendly. Like anytime we need help with something, we can WhatsApp an Ecuadorian friend and be like, do you know how we get our bottled water delivered? Mm. And he'll stop by, go talk to the doorman. Next thing we know, we have bottled water at our front door. Like it's wow. just those types of things that just make it feel so comfortable yeah. and right. just, you know, it feels yeah. like home. Yeah. And spoiled. Exactly. Yes. Which doesn't feel like I, home. I know. I, I know. feel better. Yeah. I don't like stuff. Yeah. The spoiling, I, I'm just, yeah, it just blows my mind. I don't know if yeah. I can live anywhere else. I know. I know. But I mean, it's, it's, it's part of their culture. It's not like, yes. it's not like some places, well, maybe locals do resent the foreigners, you know, because you come here um, with all that money, I mean, to them, and then they don't get that. But if the respect is, abound you know if everyone's yeah. respected i think that's the coolest thing i mean yeah. really yeah. And i think part of it is that they they love why they like some of the locals really like the foreigners is because we provide a lot of jobs that they oh, didn't yeah. have before yeah the pay that they generally get most foreigners will pay more and they okay. do it and tipping is like i said that's a whole thing so you tipping a dollar here versus you giving someone a tip in the States, there's a significant difference in, yeah. in yeah. what that yeah. impact is. Yeah. yeah. All right, Gene, anything else that no. you can think of? Do you guys have any advice for someone wanting to move to, to uh, Manta? Join the expats and amigos of Manta and Manabi group. That is the one of the ones that we absolutely joined on Facebook. The moderator of that group is amazing and he answers all types of questions. The people are warm and friendly. That's how I did a lot of my research. And then, like I said, if you're African-American, the African-Americans mm. in Ecuador group on Facebook was a huge help. So I would say just research, 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 because that's, okay. that's what I, I mean, and I don't know if Facebooking is considered research, but yeah. I okay. reached. Of yeah. course it is. Of it, course is. it is. 
Hey, look, look, it's, you know, Wikipedia is based on people's input. People is conveyed by Wikipedia, but, and and there are mistakes in Wikipedia, obviously, but there are just as many in Britannica and people don't realize that. (laughs) Yeah. Trust that. He's a law librarian. He knows. That's awesome. Okay. I'm going to remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Because because those guys, those professors, everybody thought, oh, they must know. Right. But they made stuff, stuff up like everybody else. Yeah. Let me tell you, I worked. Nobody questioned it because they had the PhD. Oh. You guys seem like a lot of fun and you seem really nice. And we're, we're just really happy you found some place that you seem comfortable in. And that, that just seems like a great thing. Yeah, it is. I mean, for us to come here sight unseen, I think we made the best decision we could have ever made. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good for you. Congratulations. Sounds a little crazy, but yes, it sounds like you, you hit the right place. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I always say I always say you can always leave if it's not right. You know, you're not exactly. stuck. And but the fact that you guys both thought about international living years ago yeah. and that you did it that's such a satisfying accomplishment right oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. and then really you look good. you can always go back to the states they're not going anywhere exactly 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 we have friends we have family we still have a house there we yeah. can go back anytime we yeah. want. <laughs> Your kids are there yeah absolutely yeah. i want to thank you guys i don't want this call to end um <laughs> but it's been it's really the two of you are lovely and we, <laughs> if, if and when we come to monta i'll be uh knocking yes. on your apartment door i'll just ask the yeah, cab drivers <laughs> you know these yeah. two ladies you know you know trey yeah, and ro yes and they'll just, probably just go yeah. the ones that give the two dollar tip they'll know they'll know <laughs> <$2 tip. laughs> no and then the other one fighting to give me a coin yeah. why is she always trying to slip that coin in <laughs> all right guys thank you so much we'll yes, stay thank, in touch thank you so much you were great yeah. please do thank it was you. lovely meeting you jill and jean thank okay. you so thank much you. thank you, thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay, bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com, and you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere.com underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well.